looking for an investment property but unsure where to buy? Hi, I'm Scott Kuru, CEO and founder of Freedom Property Investors, Australia's number one property investment advisory with over 7,500 members and clients. Now, in the last three months alone, over 500 of my clients have purchased an investment property in a growth location. What many property investors don't know is there is currently a property boom in affordable locations all around the country. To learn more, head to freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. That's freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. 24 minutes to five, one three one eight seven three. Now, it was a bit of a barbecue stopper, wasn't it? It was truly Dominic Perrottet's kitchen sink moment, throwing everything at it. He's not dying wondering, Dominic Perrottet. 12 days out from voting day, and he announces a program that will effectively set up a superannuation account for every child in New South Wales. And you can only use the money to pay for education or use it for a deposit for a house. Now, on first blush, I love this idea. We waste so much money as governments on so much irrelevant garbage that ploughing money into our kids' financial future, for me, is a good idea. Now, this is how it works. If the Libs win, every child up to 10 years of age will have an investment account with Service New South Wales. After that, every newborn will get an account open for them too. It will be run by the New South Wales government and the state will throw in $400 a year if that parent matches it with $400 themselves. And that happens up until the child is 18 years old. Once they hit 18, they can use the money for a home deposit, education or tools and bits and pieces for a trade if they want. Now, it sounds like a good idea, right? But here is where the detail starts to get a little bit messy. Parents can throw in up to 1000 bucks a year into the account. But the most the government will contribute is $400. If parents can't afford that and they're on family tax benefit A, then their child will have $200 deposited into their account no matter what. So for a newborn whose parents can't afford the co-payments, they'll have about $7,500 by the time they're 18. And that's based on an average of a 7% return on the fund. If you invest a maximum, $1,000 every year, the child will have almost $50,000 by the time they're 18. Now, that's a big difference. But don't forget, the kids with the parents who can't afford the extra money will have 7500 they wouldn't have otherwise. Any other issues? Well, tax. Tax is an issue for mine. After the age of 18, when you go and access the money, it will be taxed. There's no way of getting around that. How exactly that will be calculated is yet to be worked out, though. But if it is at the marginal rate, which I think it would be, then you're going to be whacked pretty hard. Say if an 18-year-old earns 80 grand a year, and in 18 years' time, that's probably fair to say it's likely, well, then that will see 25% of the money in the super fund taken in tax. So you can see the issues here, right? But here is the overwhelming problem. Can you afford $400 at the moment to get that $400 out of the government? Can you afford to match it? Well, if you've got three kids, then you have to find an extra $1,200 a year to get the money from the government. But it's not just parents who can access it and can throw the extra money in, it's grandparents too. And I think most people will do this, to be honest. I think most people will be able to find that money. Now, I know we've got soaring rent, groceries, mortgage costs, tolls. It goes on and on and on. But we're talking about our kids' financial security. I reckon people will see that as a goer. 
Now, I don't buy it when the Labor Party says that this will entrench disadvantage because in Sydney, disadvantage is entrenched. It's structural. The children of rich people with lots of equity and cash will always be better off than those without rich parents. Always. Always have, too. That's been the truth since Moses bought a two-bedder in Granville. Now, the other issue I have with this is can we afford it? Now, this is the overwhelming thing. The answer to that is probably not, right? $800 million over four years the scheme costs. Hundreds of millions every year, forever and ever and ever. Now, we're closing in on $200 billion in debt. It feels unaffordable, doesn't it? It does feel unaffordable, but I would much rather us back our kids than waste billions on stuff that we don't need. Vouchers for this, vouchers for that, school shoes, footy training, registration for sport. If your kid wants to learn a language, oh, here's a voucher for that too. Well, you know, that's ridiculous. But for this one, you've got to give it to Dominic Perrottet. He's not dying wondering. 131873, I'd like to know what you think of this plan. The Future Fund for Children. But you know who doesn't like it? The New South Wales Labor leader, Chris Minns, and he's on the line. G'day, Chris. G'day, Chris. How are you? You think it's unfair and unaffordable? Well, I'm concerned that it's expensive. It's $800 million, and that's just for the next four years. And when you consider we've got $200 billion worth of debt, or we're closing in on that number, and we already have a crisis in our education system, for example, where we've got 3,000 teacher vacancies, I can see that money being better deployed for future generations in building up our education system. I'll just make this point. I think the best investment we can make in the next generation of young Australians is to hand to them the best education system in the world. And at the moment, we're a long way from that. In fact, it's getting worse, not better. I think that's where the urgent need is. If you pull back from education, just look at the policy itself, right? Do you have an issue with financial security for kids? Well, if you put it like that, I mean, I think many people today would be looking at this and saying, I've got real unprecedented problems when it comes to the cost of living for my family budget today, not in 20 years' time, right this minute. Inflation's running between 7 and 8%. And I know a lot of people, if you're, if you're very wealthy, you're going to have a look at it. If you're on family tax benefit, A, the $200 is automatically put into your child's account. I'm concerned about the missing middle, the people who live in New South Wales, both parents work, mum and dad working around the clock. They're working harder than ever before, but they're going backwards because inflation's eating into their back pocket. And I think Dominic Perrottet has to understand they've got three kids. They don't have three grand lying around. They need help right now, not just in 20 years' time. And that's got to be the priority of both parties and certainly political leaders in New South Wales. Say so if you've got three kids, $20 a week. Chris, can I tell you, every spare dollar is going into mortgages or energy bills. I've been out and about a lot over the last four weeks, five weeks on the election campaign. I haven't met a family yet who isn't saying it's very, very difficult out there. No one's questioning so, yes, that, but $20 a week's not obscene. In a funny way, look, in a funny way, I think the Premier is. This is $800 million, and he's talking about help 20 years from now. I mean, we are not seeing, and we haven't seen inflation like this in New South Wales for decades. And it needs to be the urgent priority of political leaders. I mean, it's not just that. We've obviously got essential services that need critical help too. This is about choices. And when you consider that the $200 billion in debt works out to about $20,000 for every man, woman and child in New South Wales, we've got to make choices and it needs to be prioritising essential services and cost of living. Sure. Well, I, I, understand, I understand. The headline figure is what I'm worried about, $800 million over four years. So it, it is a big figure. But we spend a lot of money on a lot of stuff that gets us nowhere. 
Are you seriously saying that if you've got three kids that most people won't be able to afford $20 a week? Chris, I am saying unambiguously that families have never been doing it tougher, certainly not in decades in Sydney. And most families I speak to say if there's any disposable income hanging around the household, that's going on the mortgage or that is going on energy bills. And I think any government policy that hopes to spend $800 million over the next four years has got to be focused on the immediate problems at hand. And I don't think it's reckless or irresponsible to say that. Surely, surely when families are dealing with interest rates seemingly going up every month as a result of the Reserve Bank, we need, to be make, we need to be in a position where we're helping families get through this extremely difficult period. And if, I, if, I, if, I've got, if I've got one child, right, or two ch- children, say if I've got two children, that's four cups of coffee a week to be guaranteed at the end of this whole process they could get 30 or 40 grand. Yeah, say you've got three kids, right, and you have to put aside $1,000 a year in order to get the full whack from the New South Wales government. And I think every taxpayer will be sitting at home saying, well, I'd like to make sure I get my full, the full whack from the co-payment from the New South Wales government. That's not unreasonable. Three grand a year set aside as a result of Mr Perrottet's policy at exactly the same time when many families are moving from a fixed rate to a variable rate as far as their mortgages are concerned. I mean, I think many families would be saying, I would like the political leaders in this state to be looking after me right now, not 20 years into the future. I mean, there's also a lot of questions about the confusion and some of the chaos around the policy, particularly the tax treatment mm. on taking out of the fund at the end when the child turns 18 and who is in fact eligible for it because they were very specific about which child and whether they were born in New South Wales or not. I think he's got to answer questions in relation to that because if you're going to roll out a policy that big and that expensive, then taxpayers have got to know whether it applies to them. If you'd rather see the $800 million ploughed into education, it still doesn't address the issue of in 18 years' time when these newborns are trying to buy a home in Sydney, how on earth they afford a deposit? Because how, how do you expect them to? Well, I mean, I can't be in a situation where we look at the education system in particular, and I think that's the most important legacy and investment we can make for the next generation of young Australians and see the fact that we used to be ranked when you and I were in school third in the world when it comes to science. We're now ranked 23rd. We were ranked sixth in the world when it comes to reading. We're now ranked 23rd. When it comes to maths, we were ninth in the world. We've dropped all the way to 31st. As I said earlier, there's 3,000 teacher vacancies across the New South Wales. We could could have the best education system anywhere in the world, and the way the property is going in Sydney at the moment you still won't be able to afford a house. You know what? That's important. That's interesting, Chris, but we don't have zero debt. We've got $200 billion. So the simple fact is whoever's running for the Premier of New South Wales has got to make decisions. It has to be about priorities. We're focusing on essential services and trying to ease the cost of living for families today because I promise you many of them, along with a lot of small businesses, are going out the door backwards. Would you then, if people can't afford the extra $20 a week to look after their children's financial security, then using that logic, people can't afford to be offering up 12% of their salary to superannuation. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, Chris, you have to look at the family budget. And when you say it's just $20, I think you referred earlier to four cups of coffee, We've all got to understand, everyone, that families are genuinely on the borderline at the moment. For many families, 
running out of money at the end of the month when those mortgage repayments come in. And we can't be, as political leaders, flipping about $20. It's a lot of money, particularly at a time when interest rates are increasing at uh, unprecedented levels. And it's not just that. That's the impact on the family budget. Nearly every single aspect of the family budget is being hit by creeping inflation. So I'm sorry, I'm going to be, as a political leader in New South Wales, very, very attuned to what families can and can't afford. Chris, just before I let you go, that, so that is a big, fat no to the policy if you win in 12 days' time. Better things to put the money into, Chris, essential services, and, of course, putting downward pressure on cost of living. Good on you. Good luck. Thank you. Chris Minns, the New South Wales Labor Leader, 131873. What do you think of the policy? Are you looking for an investment property but unsure where to buy? Hi, I'm Scott Carew, CEO and founder of Freedom Property Investors, Australia's number one property investment advisory with over 7,500 members and clients. Now, in the last three months alone, over 500 of my clients have purchased an investment property in a growth location. What many property investors don't know is there is currently a property boom in affordable locations all around the country. To learn more, head to freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. That's freedompropertyinvestors.com.au.